Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to Jokes with Mark Simmons, the podcast where I chat to another comedian about jokes they can't get to work. As always, I'm joined by the wonderful, the recently trimmed, J- producer Joel. Wow. Hello, Mark. What, 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 was, why were you wowing? That was so kind. Which bit, which bit did you like? Yeah, I did call you wonderful. You could, I don't know why I did yeah. that. I don't I know. Loved it. But you look so fresh with your new like footballer's haircut. It's great. It is a little bit footballers, isn't it? Oh yeah, but it's a trend now, mm. Joel. You look, it looks top notch. Well done. Thank you very much. And you hang out, you hang around with football people, don't you? Because you do football podcasts. I do football stuff, yeah. So what I, I like to try. I take in a picture of some of my colleagues and to the hairdressers and ask for their haircut. Oh, do you? No, of course not. What, have you not ever done that with me? Uh, no. So tell me about when you got your hair done. So I was really nervous about getting it cut because. it's it's been so long. Um, it's been so it long. Or was also was so long. Uh... <laughs> yeah, both, both. Um, so I got there. I got really early to this barber shop, like an hour before it opened, and it was the only time. Saturday morning was like the only time in the week I could get it done. So I went down there at eight o'clock in the morning, and I was fourth in the queue. Oh. Um, and then about half an hour, forty minutes later, the guy came to open up. You know, to like get everything set up before they actually opened at nine. Oh, he, right. So you're there uh, before they even open, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I just knew it was gonna be busy. Keen. I was fourth in line. I was pretty happy with being fourth because I figured I'd I'd be in the first lot. How many people were you behind know, like, you when you were uh, when they opened? This is Mark. Is, I was, oh, am I ruining the story? The story? Sorry, so I'm so excited about the story. It, it is quite exciting. The uh, a guy was setting up, and he um, started putting chairs out the front and stuff. And then he got, went and got a sign and came and plonked this big sandwich board that just said "cash only" on it. <gasps> and I was like. What? You can't do that. What do you mean? You can't do that. No one's had any cash for a year, right? You, like, haven't? I'm pretty sure we've been advised not to even use cash. I think someone's going to be reported spread the virus. to HMRC. Well, I mean, that's obviously my first thought, wasn't it? As a self-employed man myself. Um, anyway, so I went up to the guy and I was like, are you really only cash? I had no idea. And there are a few people, probably three or four people behind me in the queue now as well. So maybe about eight people, mm. ten people in the queue. And he was like, yeah look, I'll hold your place in the queue. You need to go, and, if you just go and right. get the money out, fine, I'll do that. 
There are no ATMs anywhere near the hairdressers. <laughs> like, it took me about 25 minutes to find an ATM. And I got back two minutes before the barbershop opened and there were about 30 people in the oh, queue. So everyone hated all you. Up together. Yeah, and then I just had to... Did you have to tell them? Just, Did you do an announcement to everybody? Well, I didn't... No, I was really embarrassed. I just like just head to the floor and just so, so I walked what? straight to the front of the queue and sat down and didn't even look up until they opened. So, so the people in front... So the people that were in front of you and around you, they all knew that you were coming back. Yeah, but I, I sat down and there were the three guys in front of me and I sort of looked at them as if to be like, hey, I'm back, you know, hoping that the people in the queue would notice and none of them even acknowledged me. Uh, so it looked like, it must have looked like to people in the queue that I just the most confident walked man past the whole queue. That, yeah, yeah, just got ever sat down. But, but he's not confident enough to go to the front of the queue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good story, so, yeah. Joel. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, is that the most exciting thing that's happened to you this week? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's Doesn't nice. get better than that. Yeah. Have you been running faster since your hair's been cut? Yeah. I, I, do you know what? I weighed myself on Sunday, and I, <laughs> I, it's the it's the lightest I've been. Really? So, yeah. Oh. Happy days. Great stuff. I get mine cut yeah. on Friday. I'm very excited about it. Nice. Nice. Get there early. I've got an appointment, mate. Got an appointment. Get there early. Get there early. Get there bloody early. What else has been happening? Oh, I'm, I've got. I, I'm doing the Leicester Square Theatre in October, Joel. Do, yeah, that's doing very my exciting. Solo show. Um, so please, guys, if you fancy coming and watching, um, you can get your tickets uh, just on all my social media in the bios. Just go and check it out. Um, I'm very excited about it. That's the biggest show I've ever done. I think just like yeah. just as a solo show, just me. Amazing. Yeah. Can I? Can I come? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, um, quite great value tickets. Um, <laughs> How much? No, I you, oh, you can, I can, I sort you out, Joel. Don't you worry. Oh, uh, plus you know, one, couple of quid off. Plus one, um, plus two, right? Plus a hundred if you got if you can. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, good stuff. I'm excited for it. Yeah, me too. Actually, yeah, I can't, I can't wait. I've got to try and I've got to go through and. It's going to be basically the best of my last three shows, pretty much. Happy days. Yeah, got to go and learn all my jokes again. Um, so, Joel, what, let, let's get, get cracking. What have we got this week? We've got the wonderful Mr. Bobby Mayer. Oh, my Canadian character that I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, this wasn't easy, to, like, doing both voices. Uh, back and forth you've done but. such a good job well, can you do a little bit of the accent for us now nah I thought I think we'll just wait Joel I think we'll just wait and let everyone we'll hear enough of it won't we yeah we'll hear enough a whole, it, yeah. whole podcast worth of it let's not ruin it now yeah. so let's let's listen now it's Bobby Mayer so you don't keep notes so what I don't understand is how do you like remember no, so I do keep notes. Oh, okay. So when I'm working on an, an hour or like a show, I'll have like a, a document with 30 words on it or 50 words and each word is a bit. Okay. So like a bu- bullet points going down. Yeah. And each one of those bits, I would have like had an idea and then went on stage and tried the idea and then for a couple of weeks kind of reworked it and reworked it and reworked it. So how do you remember the reworkings? Because with with me, like it needs to be exact, and if I forget the exact word, and then it's, I might as well. I don't know. A lot of times, like off stage, I couldn't tell you what the bit is, <laughs> but then I go on stage and I know what it is. It's really? like a different part of my brain. I don't know how to like. like I don't know why. <laughs> I guess, but it's actually quite annoying. But I I will record. I then I will record it um on my phone, 
and then go back and listen. Oh, to you, right? Yeah, that. So that's how. Because often I'll improvise something better than what I was doing. I'll, I'll improvise something new,、mm. and then I'll listen back. And are you good at remembering that? So once you've listened to it, you you know how to do it for the next time. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. I mean,、mm. enough if I have to, you know. If it gets a huge laugh, then you're like, yeah, I need to remember this. You know, there was a good impetus to remember. I'd get so stressed out. But there's lots of comics do that. That I just. But when I started, when I started, I was much like you. I was I was very tight one-liners. Yes. And my jokes are still actually quite short.、Mm. Uh, but what tight one-liners that were very written. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what made you change? Like, Is it just experience、um, and what works best for you? Because I think yeah, I guess.、So. I think some people when when they start to do longer shows, that their the pieces just naturally get longer and bigger. And sort of more natural. When I was, like, what my I remember, like, my first joke that really worked was I had a joke where I said, "Oh, when I was thirteen, I heard that masturbate masturbation made hair grow on your knuckles, so I spread cum around my mouth hoping for a goatee." <laughs> that was like my first, and I would do that if I was bombing. I'd do that joke anywhere, and it would just destroy, you know. And that was like I've never heard not, you do that. I don't that. know if it's a good. I'm not. I'm not like it's great, but that's a good. Yeah, in the sense of a joke, you know, like. So you okay? So you got those zingers in your back pocket if you need them. I well, I wouldn't pull that out now. I feel I'd feel I feel quite ashamed doing a 15-year-old joke. I think, but. <laughs> really, oh, that's interesting. So, so just because even though no one knows that it's an old one, just for your sake of what you how you feel about your act, you wouldn't like to do yeah, that. Yeah, I just it feels like. When I do stuff that's too old, I feel like I'm not funny now. Okay, it's like、yeah. a judgment upon who I am now. I'm like, ugh, what am I doing? I don't have anything today. I have to go to a thought from years ago. Really, that's so funny. We're so different. It's great. I love that. That's because、uh, I was talking to Jared Christmas about that, and he said he has sometimes he will if he's comparing and something comes up, he'll pull a joke out. From before, but he he feels a bit like he doesn't really want to do that. But I would say usually my act now, not it's not like super autobiographical, but a lot of it is definitely based on like whatever problems I'm having or what's going on in my life. So、mm. I feel like, whereas your act is separate from who you are, you think in like I would say joke structure, yeah, and then you kind of slot it into whatever. You know that、mm. works for that joke, right? Is that fair? Yeah, yeah. Because I've got a thing that I want to be—I want to be invi- invincible. I want、mm. like a joke on everything. So yeah, that's great. So that's kind of my thing. But I love that. I love that. That's what makes comedy great. It's just everyone's got their different thing. I yeah, I like for it to be about me. So I feel like if I'm doing something too old, it's quite inauthentic. Like I'm、mm. lying about who I am. Yeah, yeah. It feels like I'm lying, and then that's a bit depressing. I don't feel honest. You'd have to edit the joke now. You've got a beard as well. Because you've really know, been smothering it. Yeah, yeah, I've, been, I've smothered myself in cum. If you're wondering why I have a beard, and that actually might work better. I bet you're thinking. Yeah. I bet you're thinking. How did I get this great beard? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's wow. That's good. That's yeah. That, that actually, is good. Actually, it would kill a lot harder because there's a physical.、Um, I'm pulling them in with something they can see. Yeah,、Maybe、yeah. Maybe I'll bring it back. It'll、uh, be my new opener. Because that is now you've. They can. They know that you've done that. Do you know what I mean? Because before, when yeah, you yeah, said yeah, yeah, it, yeah. you you spread it round. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. You could look into it too much, couldn't you? Well, I think that. Yeah, 
I mean, I'm happy to do your podcast, but generally I don't analyze my act either. <laughs> I don't like deep dives. Okay. I don't like it's fun. It's fun for the sake of this, but like I don't like thinking about it too much. Yeah, but this doesn't have to be a deep dive. It's just... It can be a deep dive though. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's great. I love it. I love it. So, um, so, so, what have you brought with you? You said you've you because you don't write notes. You but I do. The thing. Okay. So here's how I work. My best bits always happen when an idea just pops in my head. I write a word down, and then I go try it. Yeah. However, when that's not happening, I will sit down and try to write jokes, okay. and they will always work okay, but mm. they will never end up being bits that I use ah. a, like a year later. Well, that's a similarity with us because if I sit down and try to write from scratch, I can come up with things that are technically jokes, but they're never as good as if something occurs naturally or I've spotted something. Yeah, the lightning something. moment. Those yeah. amazing like thing where you just it just comes in. Do you have lots of notes in your phone where you look back on you go, I don't know what that word means? Yeah, although annoyingly, uh, this is really annoying. So the last couple of years, probably, I just got in the habit of putting things in my phone. My phone, I accidentally updated it. I didn't want to update and I updated my phone and it wiped everything. <sighs> so I lost a lot of- Oh, shit. Oh, I hate um, that. But I mean, it's post-COVID. I I I hopefully um, hopefully in the last year I've had enough thoughts that I wouldn't really like. So have you been writing constantly through COVID? No, but I have written, and also I just mean I I would hope my perspective has changed enough in a year that I'm not like just talking about something that happened three years ago. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. So when you do Zoom gigs, have you written COVID-related stuff? No, I wouldn't say it's COVID-related. It's just more related to my life at the moment. Mm. Um, a lot, yeah, just what's going on right now. Okay, cool. So what have you got down? What words have you got down? Do the, okay. Tell us the words. I have bits. I have bits. This oh, is a okay. day. I, I thought this is a good file I found because it was a day where I was doing a new material show. I had no new material, so I just sat down and... Um, okay, cool. Okay, I'll just read it. I don't even know what it says until I read it. Okay, <laughs> I'm the kind of guy uh, where when I call you, you text back and say, hey, I'm just at the cinema, what's up? You're not at the cinema, it's 11 a.m. Don't think I don't know. <laughs> You're screening my calls. I'm a bit intense, but you don't want to not get back to me or else I'll bring it up over and over and it's hard to get away from me because we're in the same circle of friends. That's what I've written. <laughs> I think it definitely came out of the, the the idea for the joke definitely came out of like people texting me when I called them and saying they were busy, but I'd like, I don't think you're busy. <laughs> so, so they're, they're texting you. No, I'm, t I'm calling them. Yeah. And then oh, they're they texting text... me. Oh, with an excuse that's great. Yeah. 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 Talk on the phone. And the thing is I do that all the time to people. <laughs> I say, Oh, I'm busy. I'm not busy. Yeah. But yeah, it's yeah. more, everyone's been the person getting blown off. And everyone's been the person blowing someone off. So it's more going to be a, that bit will grow to be an observational bit about blowing people off. Yeah. And people don't like phone calls these days. But like, I think people like talking on the phone a lot less than they used to. I love it. No one else. Yeah. It's such a dying. I just love it. I'll talk on the phone to anybody. I love it. Let's talk, you know? <laughs> I just want to talk about what's going on. How are you? How are you feeling? What's up? And everyone else is like, They'll send you like a three-word text, and then like, oh, that's that's enough. That's a, that's a great angle, because that you're just you are the fish out of water in that situation, because people just 
like I've always had a bit of a fear. Not that is like if you had to ring someone to to do insurance or anything like that, I hate it with a passion. Like it, re- I really have to push myself to do that. Whereas, oh, I have to push myself to do boring phone calls. Definitely. Okay, I just mean with friends. Yeah, mm. I um. But yeah, I think that that actually I think will be something. I think I can definitely make a bit out of that. How long ago was this? These notes. A year ago. That's a year oh, ago. Okay, so you haven't really had any gigs to to work. No, this stuff I think through. I did that a couple times, and then maybe once. Can you remember how it went that long ago? I think it went okay. I mm. don't remember. I don't remember. I but I remember it going okay. But I don't remember the specifics. Mm. How do you do new new material nights when you go on? Do you take a bit of paper on with you? Yeah, I'll take a bit of paper with like 10 words on it, like the te- a word representing each of these bits and then just talk them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, next up, um, if I was rich, uh, with all the money I had, I'd create an, an average lifespan app. Um, then whenever you start feeling too good, the app would tell you how long you have until you're going to die. <laughs> That's more just a really bleak thought. That sounds like a good film premise. Yeah. Well, I just like the idea of an app where it says you got 30... Because I'm 35, so I just look and I think, fuck, I'm, I, I'm, I'm like possibly halfway through, which is terrifying. Mm. And then I just like the idea of looking down and seeing like, you have 35 years left and it counting down until you die. That's <laughs> It's the most, it's the app people would want the least. So then it makes me want to try to sell it. It sounds like a Black Mirror kind of episode. Yeah. I love sci-fi. I think about sci-fi all the time. Oh, do you? Have you written anything that... that no, not really. That I, I, I think of like... I think of like... I'll definitely think of like premises or Black Mirror. Not Black... I mean, Black Mirror is just like... It's good, mm. but a lot of the ideas in Black Mirror where people are like, oh my God, I've never seen this before. It's like, well, you should read other sci-fi because yes. okay. it's a well-trodden territory. <laughs> but... But um, do you quite often write material with sci-fi base? Because I remember you had a, I remember your X-Men joke when I first met you. Yeah, well, that I guess I I often I often think of jokes just when I'm watching a movie. I dissect right. a movie. Okay. I, this is my favorite joke that never worked. Is about um, the movie. What is it? Um, the NWA movie. Mm-hmm. About the, the music group NWA. Yeah, I like it. I love. Here's my my thought that never worked on stage, but I think is hilarious. <laughs> is that Ice in the movie? There's this weird part where Ice Cube is like he's fucking all these women, and then it just cuts to him having a wife. And I was like, that's weird. We never got to see the courtship between him and his wife. So then I Google it. Turns out the actor playing Ice Cube was Ice Cube's son. Oh, wow. Which which means, of co- like, it's weird to pretend to be your dad and have sex with a woman, which happens in the film. <laughs> He's doing the impression of his father fucking woman, which is bizarre. But, of course, they couldn't show the courtship because then he would have had to pretend to be his dad... And pretend to fall in love with and have sex with a woman who looked like it was pretending to be his mom. Which is like fucking crazy. Oh, that's great. I think that's really funny. 
No, it just, I never quite, people would just like kind of look, they'd go, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. It's just like, it's too horrible. But it's, it's insane that they probably pondered it. And then they were like, no, we're <laughs> they not would, gonna. They would have had to have that discussion with the actor. Yes. Which, uh, maybe that's funny if you could act that out. Like that's, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, like the actor being really sort of enthusiastic about sex scenes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he probably like, <laughs> listen, I just, I love, yeah. I mean, I've That's walked so... into my dad. I know how my dad fucks. <laughs> I really think I can handle this. <laughs> oh, God. And yeah, and even kissing someone that's meant to look like his mum. That's, I mean, that's, that's such, a, such a good observation you've made. Well, and, and, well, you, 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 and you just discovered just a bit of research. It's, it, yeah, it's disgusting. Even the fact that he was pretending to be his father and fucking, it's disgusting. Yeah, that's a bit odd. I guess he was just looked like him the most, I suppose. He, did, he does look like him. And he's very good in the film. He's yeah. very good. That's so funny that you've noticed that that jump. Do you always, are you, do you, do you tend to notice those sort of things in films? Because the joke. Yeah, definitely. Cause the yeah, joke, definitely. Because it's like the logic thing that you notice, isn't it? With. Yeah, I like. I think you notice um, word and grammatical. Like you're great with words, mm. whereas I kind of see more themes and character and story. So I'll see like a, a mistakes in story and logic. Like the movie. Oh, my other favorite joke about movies that never worked was the movie in the movie Interstellar. Yeah. This is incredible. I mean, there's so, so many. I, I, I've had to watch that film so many times to try and get my head around. Everything. Matthew McConaughey's character goes into the black hole at the end. He comes out. Look, if you haven't seen the film, you've had a long time. So I'm not, I'm not at some point whether you don't have to like not explain films. And I think like it's been out for years. Yeah. So, <laughs> and people have had a pandemic to watch it and it's a great movie. Mm. So end of the movie. Hasn't seen his children. They're now possibly dead. And he go and he meets someone and he goes, it where's my daughter and he goes and is taken to his daughter never once does he say also what happened to my son <laughs> oh yeah he just went on a gigantic where he abandoned two children he got back and asked about one and they don't even give him a moment to grieve his he doesn't even grieve his dead son <laughs> Because his dead son wasn't as smart as his daughter. Yeah. So I guess like, oh, well, she's, she's dead. And then, and then he goes and he meets his daughter, who's now a, an old woman who solved the humanities crisis with the, the big, I don't know, cylinder thing they live in. And um, yes. Her whole family's there, right? Like her, oh, yeah. his yes. grandchildren. I, I picked up on something with this. Yeah, yeah. Carry on. Yeah, sorry. His grandchildren are there, and his great grandchildren. Mm. And he sees her for like two minutes, mm -hmm. and he couldn't spend a couple days. <laughs> and and she goes, "You have to go see Anne Hathaway." He goes, "You're right. Bye. Give her like <laughs> a week of your time." But not just that. His whole family. Why does he not want to get to know them? I know his grandchildren, no one, his great grandchildren, <laughs> is no interest in them because Anne Hathaway's on a planet alone. They could have sent someone else to me, and they could have sent anyone, anybody on that whole structure to go see Anne Hathaway. 
And it has to be Matthew McConaughey. And he has to abandon his daughter again and never ask about his son. And she's like, yes, abandon me again, daddy. Yeah. It's so bizarre <laughs> for how I love Interstellar. Mm. It's one of my favorite films. And it blows my mind. Just drop the ball the right at the end. Yeah. 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 I've, 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 I, that's the thing. I have thought that, but I've never fought it enough to think, oh, actually, that's a thing. That's a yeah. bit. I could talk to you about movies all day like this. I love this. Yeah, okay. Have you had... So So do you think... I think the trouble with movies when you do bits about them is like... Like, because you and I, I'm assuming you watch a lot of movies. I, I watch everything that comes out. So, yeah, mostly, mostly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, it, it works perfectly. But I guess a lot... Like, if it was my... I always use this example of if it was my mum watching you talk about that. Like, do you think it's too because it's so specific to that movie? Or well, not now because I mean now. Look, you could film a bit in a room. If half the room knew what it was, you uh, you film it, put it on Twitter mm. with a hashtag for everyone who's watched that movie, and you it can blow up. You know, so I don't think, especially yeah, yeah. with with social media. I mean, it can still be. But in yeah, the room, that might be why it doesn't. Now. Hmm? But in the room, that could be a reason why it doesn't land. In the room, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to be in a room full of people who saw the film and know most of the, and really paid attention. Yeah. So I quite often write jokes about films and I did, the, used to, well, I sometimes do it if I get time, a, a blog, which is just one-liners that I write about each film. Um, But that, but I don't think I could ever do, really do them in the gigs because I, just not enough people know. Yeah. It's like something about, because I, I had a joke, about a girl, the girl on the train. So something that to do if I went to watch the girl on the train. Uh, I was watching the girl on the train and uh, then I got off and went to the cinema or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But but if you don't know that that's a film, then you that they take it at the first instance is, I was just watching the girl on the train. So the joke's oh, yeah, the, complete. Gone, yeah. So I, that's, that's, I always found that quite frustrating because I love movies and I'd love to just talk about movies on stage. I know. We should do a show, TV show about it, mate. You can rant. I'll do some one-liners. Where we talk about movies. Whichever movies are coming out, yeah. I could do that. Have you had any others that you can think of that you've... About movies? Yeah, just while we're on the topic. No, I'm blank now. The yeah. pressure's not to me. <laughs> Fair enough. That's all right. That's cool. But yeah, I feel, I feel like you'd be a good person to go to the cinema with and then chat about the film afterwards. I think sometimes it depends. Sometimes I really want to love a film, even when I know it's bad. So I'll really hold on to that feeling. Then when people start saying it's bad, I'm like, please stop. Usually I'm quite cynical, but then once in a while, if it's a director, I love. I'm trying to think of an example. I, um, I'm, I'm, I'm a terrible critic of film because I love films. But you know when people like film, that they call it that. They say, oh, I love film. I like films. Do you know the difference? Yeah. It's like... I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I know nothing. Like I haven't studied film. I can't tell you anything about. No, I I just like a good story. But yeah, I just love watching films. And that, so... I saw like Tenet. The first time I saw Tenet, I wanted to like it so much because I mm, love Christopher same. Nolan. I love Christopher Nolan. But I knew on some level I didn't really like it. But yeah. I was holding on to it. And then I saw it a second <laughs> time with other people, and the bubble was burst. And I was like, I can't pretend I like this anymore. Yeah. Yeah, because is... there's so many elements to it where I'm like, this is very cool, but the story just didn't hold up. 
yeah, I yeah, I yeah, I struggled too much to to put it together. I think I did I watch it twice? I I can't remember. But same thing. I really wanted to like it because I really like the idea of a story. I like yeah. things that are inventive like that. Yeah. But yeah, I couldn't get even like when like I love time travel films and I really like it if it does make sense and I can't pick too many holes in it. Like like as a kid, Back to the Future, I'd just sit there the whole time trying to work out if that was possible. Like I yeah, quite yeah, enjoyed yeah. that. And with the But I saw something the other day with Back to the Future and there was a scene cut. What was that? Oh, did you know that you know do you you watch Back to you know Back to the Future well, do you? I haven't seen it in a long time, actually. Do you know in the second one where the old Biff from the future travels back in time to give this, the um, this, the uh, the sports almanac to the young Biff? Okay. So that he ends up a millionaire. Okay. And changes history, and and there's a scene where he disappears, like that he like they do in the first film, where they they just start disappearing because they don't exist anymore, because he wouldn't exist in the future. Because sure. he's changed the past, and that would have made perfect sense, but they totally cut that out, and so, so, so they could have made it lo- logically make sense, but they they didn't for some reason. Was it because it was depressing? I think maybe that's what it was. Yeah, it's pretty depressing to think... see an old little old man just disappear out of existence. Yeah, just to <laughs> sacrifice his own life for yeah. wealth. <laughs> so, uh, what else you got, Dad? Um. Okay. What else do I have? Have you ever had, just jump in the question quick, cause have you ever had anything that's too, just gets too much of a, a reaction, like offence-wise, that you liked, but they just, it just it just gets a bad reaction every time, so you had to drop it? I had a joke that got a good reaction, but would scorch the earth and nothing would ever work after it. I, oh, so you'd have to close with it or nothing? I would never do it again. Oh, really? The joke... Please don't make this the, the promo trailer. The, <laughs> I I I'd like people listen to the podcast. I just would prefer there's never any video evidence of this. The joke. <laughs> okay, promise. The joke was I was like I was thinking about pedophilia, and you know there must be like a least harmful form, you know. And I think I figured out what it is coming on a baby's face. Because <laughs> they're not going to remember. And then, anyways, <laughs> it would do well. It would pop, and yeah, people not, would laugh. But then they would not laugh again. Did, it was like I tricked them into laughing at something so gross. Wow! That then they just were like uncomfortable in themselves, in the room, in what in me. And the next comic wouldn't do well. <laughs> just set off a bomb. Just, it would like it would really like radiation like there would be no laughs in that room for 30 years i did it like three times then i was like nah, i think this joke's never and did, did be they better. did they pop on they won't remember no no i don't know i actually i might not have said they, they popped on come on a baby's face because <laughs> right. it's Just so there's shocking, a, lo- a logical truth to it yeah i figured out a puzzle that's disgusting and isn't no one needs thinking about see to you to me you saying they wouldn't remember that that sold it to me as in the the idea of why it's is actually the best form of it because to me as soon as you said come on a baby's face I was it was shock more than thinking about the joke to me. And then you did the they won't remember. 
I just want to clarify, I don't really even defend this joke. If someone said, <laughs> I don't think you should say that, I'd say, I think you're right. Like, I'm not really even, it's like, I don't know where the thought came from. I don't know why it just popped in. I was like, okay, there we go. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God bless you for trying it three times. But my act used to be much filthier, I think. Mm. And then as I got older, I'm like, the older you get, the less you want to be like, I just never want to be some like, like 50 year old man still saying pussy <laughs> you know what i mean like these yeah. old guys who are just like yeah my wife's pussy you're like i don't want to i'm i'm very much i'd rather i just want to talk about me not like mm. also when you're 20 describing sex or talking about sex is really exciting and edgy and then now it's like yeah sometimes i fuck I don't know. It's not like interesting. <laughs> I don't find it even interesting. Yeah. Whenever yeah. someone starts talking, even in a movie now, if, so, if whenever the characters are having sex, I'm like, I this is so. I get it. They fuck each other. <laughs> it's just like so. I think I've moved away from that in my comedy. You're growing up, Poppy. Huh? You've grown up. I'm You've more. I'm just. I bo I got bored of that. Maybe it'll come back though. You know how like old people sometimes get very horny. Hopefully, at the end of life. <laughs> Maybe and there's probably a point where it turns funny when you're so old, and you're yes, talking about definitely. That stuff. Whenever you see really old people on stage talking about it, then it's funny again. Yeah, 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 yeah. If Lim Roof, I guess it's funny when it's hard to get. But in the middle of your life, sex shouldn't be that hard to get. Yeah, you're not the underdog in that situation, are you? No, you're not an underdog anymore. It's not interesting. It's only interesting when you're young. When you're really young, it's hard to get because you lack the social skills. And when you're yeah. really old, it's hard to get because your body is disgusting. <laughs> so, I mean, both of those make, are funny. Whereas the middle, it's not really funny anymore. Yeah, that's funny. So, so what have you got down? What's the next one? I don't know. Not at all garbage. Um, uh Oh, yeah, I'm tired all the time, and uh, so I'm trying to eat healthier. And told the guy, and he said, well, I don't think you have anything to worry about. Uh, but I was like, yeah, but I think our internal organs both look the same. Like, if you're fat, your body's just trying to say, hey, if you don't do something about this, you're going to die. Whereas my body's just like, hey, we're not going to give him any warning. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, because I always think that, like, they're, they're obviously like, um, you know, maybe there's some truth to it, but there is always an assumption of unhealthiness if someone's a larger person. But I have a very fast metabolism, but I also eat garbage. And it's like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to, it's not like I'm living to 90 either. Mm. You know, like just if I shovel a bunch of McDonald's and sugar into my body, it's going to catch up with me, you know, like my organs are still going to fall apart. So it's like your, your, your body like doesn't like you because it, to, if it were to warn you exactly nice. yeah 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 yeah. i think it's a nice warning you get us some a uh, hint i'll just have a heart attack one day and go on like really oh, all right that's yeah like a stealth attack yeah oh, that's funny because and also people always think like a fast metabolism such a like everyone wants that don't they because you know when you're younger but, actually, guess, but yeah. actually it's uh it's actually like you've pointed out it's actually not that great yeah, well, I think it's just it's just not everything. Like, and with that joke, I like it because it talks about obesity is quite a well trodden topic, and like, ugh, jokes about fat people. Haha. And I mean, I've probably done some like ten years ago. I don't remember, but mm. it's like, 
I like it because it's an angle where the joke isn't on any, it's on me, you know? Yeah, yeah, The yeah. joke's on I'm disgusting. It's not like someone else is, you know? And it's, it's actually so- more positive towards, like it's a, there is a slight positive angle towards the fat, fatter people. Yeah, well, people. I'm just finding an advantage to like, yeah, yeah, you have a warning system about, yeah. That's a great angle, yeah. What I like about this is you're reading the, the bullet point and then you're doing what you do on stage is you then go, it's quite a nice experience what you do on stage is you just, then you just start talking about the thing. Yeah, well, that's, I can't, I don't have another mm. way. I, I yeah. great. I'm always a bit jealous of that when people work their new stuff in on stage because I just can't do it at all. I envy you because you've written 10,000 jokes. <laughs> Not very good though. Not many of them. Another joke. Um, so, you, have you heard about this lady? I, I'm obsessed with this. This lady, Reality Winner. A what? That's a woman's name, Reality Winner. Oh, that's not heard that. So she's currently in prison because she leaked um, the Trump Russia dossier. She worked for the NSA, and she leaked the Trump Russia dossier before the election. That kind of implicated that Trump and Russia might be up right. to something. And then she got imprisoned for leaking documents and she's still in prison. And what's crazy to me is that the NSA hired someone named Reality Winner. And they thought someone with the name Reality Winner would be a team player. (laughs) Like that's, that's clearly the name of an outlier, you know? I haven't, this joke, I've tried it quite a few times. It doesn't really work, but I just love the idea that if your name is Reality Winner, there's no way. There's you have a name that predispositions <laughs> you to think outside the box, you know. Mm. I, I think, for, like for me, the jarring bit is because I don't know that's a real person. That just sounds mad that someone's called that. I know, and she's, um, and she tried to like you know stop fraud and Biden hasn't let her up, but reality winner is her name. And the NSA was like, let's give her the secrets. And they gave her like top level clearance. <laughs> like, how do you not think this woman might think for herself? Clearly she comes from a family of independent thinkers. <laughs> yeah, Like that's... if she was a juror, you could not predict her actions. Mm. That's how I would think about the bit. I haven't quite that bit. I've tried it. I remember a year ago when comedy existed. I remember trying it a few times and I couldn't quite find the angle, but I know there's something funny there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's one of those things that if it was on a, like a topical TV show or something, it would be right on, spot on. But I think just yeah. just having to, to know about that that's a thing. Well, I, I'd probably write a longer bit. If I if I was ever to do it in a show, I'd write a longer a bit about news stories that don't get covered, you know? Mm. Because we have all these stories that we hear about and we have the right opinion about, then we pat ourselves on the back for that. Yeah. And then there's other stories, like if the genocide's in a country without oil or something, that we completely forget about. And this, like, the, I, I'd probably do some kind of slightly righteous bit about that, and then yeah. that would segue into this well that would be perfect then because people would to- would buy into it more if it's part of a s- section because sometimes with audiences you just have to spell things out to them because so- i also don't want to feel like i'm just going on stage and making fun of someone who's in prison for doing something that i think is just so i don't want to yeah. just i don't want to uh, only talk about how she has a wacky name because 
that's actually not mo my entire feeling about her. Like my most of my feelings about her are like, wow, she is a that's a brave thing to do, you know. Mm. And, and what uh, what's Biden said about it? Anything? He's never. Just... I from to my knowledge, never touched on it. Probably because it if he lets out. Like they, they, you know, they've been ruthless with Assange and Edward Snowden, so they can't just be partisan and then let out another leaker who happened to leak something they liked. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like, so it, they, they, you know, you're still, they're, they're still the U.S. government. It doesn't really matter who's their mascot. Like, it's, they're not going to change how they work. Like, mm. if you leak, we're going to fucking ruin your life. That's, that's the message they, they send. Wow. I mean, I, mean, I, guess, I, I really know what I'm talking about. Like, I don't actually, <laughs> I never talk this politically on stage because uh, I don't know. Do you think enough. that makes a, like, do you, do you think that sometimes is a bit jarring if you suddenly go into a political bit when you haven't yeah. sort of been doing it? Yeah, anything? definitely. You have to, you have to let the audience know you're going there and you can't, a lot of times things just make me too, if I'm too angry about something or like, I don't like righteous comedy. Like, I don't like when comedy is very, like people are just clapping because they agree with you. Hmm. Like I remember like 15 years ago, uh, at least in Canada, or, or you know, people would be like, gay marriage should be legal. And I mean, of course it should be legal. But then people would get an applause break on stage off of saying that. It's like, well, that's not really comedy. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, that's a very just point. And you're right. But it's quite... Um, it's it's not creatively an interesting choice to make. Yeah, and if you're relying on that, it's quite low hanging fruit, isn't it? If you're that's that you're relying on that being your end to that bit. Yeah, yeah, and I, I so I always um, I I kind of try to steer away from just saying things where the audience is going to agree. Yeah, yeah, I find that if I like I if I was working on a topical anything for like a topical show or something, when I suddenly dropped into political jokes from what I normally do, it always got a weird. Like, why, why is he talking about this stuff? Do you yeah, know I mean? they don't buy it from you. No, because most of my jokes, I'm I'm an idiot. And all of a sudden, I've got an opinion on, like, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, I don't policy. even know where you stand politically. No. To the right, I assume. Very far right. Yeah, bit, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> very, very, very far. <laughs> I just like the idea that you look at Nigel Farage and you're like, fucking soft. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> uh but yeah i mean but i think i just i'd never had an interest in it growing up like it just just it didn't really like politics or anything like that so it's never even been i've never i never even considered talking about anything to do with that sort of stuff yeah. on stage and then i just because you know when you start comedy you're trying to work out what you are that was sure. never even an option like it didn't even come into my head. I might try that, and then I just ended up working out that I'm better at wordplay. So it doesn't really suit well, anyway. Before you know the like ten years ago, before social media, it was so fun to have like an, an angle on a news story. But now, mm. you know, by the time I've thought of that angle, it's been tweeted ten times. It's so hard to have an original angle on any. So I think comedy in the next couple of years is going to become more and more personal. Because that's the only way you can string together an hour and for it to have any kind of impact is like you're saying, this is who I, here's me. Mm. Otherwise, you know. I think especially with lockdown and even comedians that wouldn't normally be tweeting jokes, they're just sitting doing nothing. So sure. so they're sort of, that they're all, everyone was doing it. Like there was a massive yeah, yeah, influx. Yeah. Like I, I think I said on the podcast before, I tweeted a joke 
and then six seconds later or something really close like that Richard Osman tweeted the same thing and it's just like what's the point like yeah do you know what I mean like he, he and then he had like thousands of likes and retweets oh, did you did you delete yours I think I kept it but it didn't get as you know anywhere near as much I, I had the same thing I had like you know where you ever have those day where you're like today is the day I'm gonna crack Twitter <laughs> yeah and I was like, I, th I told Harriet, my wife, I like, I thought of something and I went and I tweeted. I got like a hundred retweets and I can't remember what it was. And then someone else, Harriet was like, did you see what I just sent you? I looked at my phone. Someone had tweeted the same thing as me and got like 4,000 retweets. And, and do you think they'd seen yours? No, no. no. Yeah, because like with Richard Osman, he doesn't follow me. So there's no way he'd seen what I did. It was just an easy thought, you know. It yeah, was the yeah. Thought, it was a work. I can't even. So it's more satisfying if it comes from you that no one else could. Because that's yeah. the thing with wordplay. It's quite hard to come up with something. And if I come up with something really original that I feel like no one has done or would do, I won't tweet it. I'll keep that for my act and of course. Yeah, don't yeah, put yeah. it out there. But, you know. It's, it's tough. That's 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 the hardest, the hardest part of doing what I do is writing a joke and then going, right, I've got to check on Twitter, make sure no one's done it. But it's satisfying when they haven't. That's really good. How how often have they? Oh, quite a lot. Yeah. Just with any thoughts. But then I just get rid of that thought and I just won't do it again. Like I put one up today and Darren Walsh messaged me and he'd done the same joke in 2013. So, you know. See you later. Next. But that's you fine. You merge into one man. Yeah. <laughs> if you could become a super comedian, just like, like a power, power Rangers when they come together. Huh? Like the Power Rangers when they used yes, to. Yes, yes, exactly. That would be amazing. you got me, Darren, Gary Delaney, Milton Jones, all joined together. That would be a that would be a very tall man, a 20-foot <laughs> tall man, just standing on each other in a big trench coat. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it happens. But back when I, like in the early days, when I, I, I wasn't as prolific with writing, it, it hurt more because... Of course, of course. Because yeah. the joke, the good the good ideas didn't come as fast as they do now. Yeah. And it'd just be like, oh, God's sake. I just, I was so happy for a minute then that I'd come up with a great joke. But now I just think, oh, it's fine. Just write some more. Just write, have that attitude. Just churn them out. And then if if there's one someone's done, then you get rid of that and you've still got loads left. Yeah. That's my attitude now. What what else have you got down? Oh, this is bad. <laughs> Perfect. This is a bad joke. <laughs> this is something I'd never even say on... I don't know if I even said it. Did you, do you do that I, sometimes? You have an idea and then just before the gig, you bottle it. Of course. Right I, before you move on, you think, oh, this yeah. is... you. The idea of saying it to people makes you feel sick so you know it's not funny. <laughs> it burst that fantasy bubble you were in when you wrote it yeah, yeah. i want to do my part for climate change already saying the words climate change kind of sucks the fun out of any joke um i fly a lot so to offset every time i fly on a plane i fly a drone around the airport to stop someone else from flying <laughs> that's not terrible it's just convoluted yeah but i do and like i like the idea that that you 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 believe you 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 your support you don't want to you don't support climate change it's the opposite i but. i do i support climate actually i have another joke about climate change where i talk about 
how it's really hard to care about climate change when you live in a place where you hate the climate. But can you? Oh, that's good. Can you? But hang on. Let me get my head around that. You can, if you support climate change, I don't support climate. No. <laughs> hang on. It's hard. I support the issue. I support people. <laughs> Yeah, nobody supports climate change. No one's like, listen, let's get the planet. Either people deny climate change exists or they are for battling climate change. There's very few people who are like, listen, the planet's getting hotter and I want to see where this is going to go. That's definitely... But I feel like that's something you could do is in your bit because that you riffing on that is funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, I forgot what the bit was now. Oh yeah, about the, the I like exactly. I, I like it's not very good. It's no, not very it good. is. I like the idea that you, you you support climate change, the issue. Um, it's like the idea of a joke. There, I fly yeah. a drone around to stop other planes. It's like even though you are oh, still flying, which is yeah, the bit I'm I like. still flying. Mm. So on paper, yes, that works says a an idea but it's just convoluted it's just not funny there's no magic in the idea i don't no. know and i think no. logically it because if you're on the plane you can't fly a drone around i think you could fly a drone from a plane actually okay okay fair enough i think you actually could because <laughs> it's just a, it's just a radio signal you know it's yeah just, probably if you anything you're closer to it you can talk on a cell phone on a plane and whenever you do that people look at you like you're gonna crash the plane can you now you're allowed to I've done it, and it, the plane didn't crash, so I don't know if you're supposed to. Are you? I don't know. I, I think they say you're not supposed to, but I mean, I haven't flown for a while. What? If it was, if it really mattered, they wouldn't let us have phones. They wouldn't yeah. just trust everyone. That's Clearly, true. it doesn't matter. If it mattered, they wouldn't let us fly with phones. They wouldn't just say, listen, if you talk on the phone, we'll all die. But yeah, take your phone. You'd have to lock them up like at a concert where they take your phone. That's such a good point. Something so serious. They wouldn't let everybody. No. It's like, no it's, basically it saying to, it's basically saying you can all have a, a bomb detonator. We've got a bomb on here. You can all have a detonator, but we trust you won't use it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's no way it really matters. But anyways, yeah, the drone flying around thing isn't funny, but you could, I think logically you could fly a drone. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. You ever have it where you're in someone's car and you have a bag of garbage and you would take it, but they say, please make sure you take your garbage. So when they get out to pump gas, you shove it under the passenger seat. <laughs> Don't tell me what to do. This is comes after you came back from a gig one night. That was just, yeah, it was just based on like, of course I'm going to take my garbage. But when you tell me to take my garbage, now I'm going to shove my garbage in your car <laughs> because it's patronizing. I know uh, not to leave my garbage in your car. That's that's so funny because I because I drive, and I drive too. Got oh, my license six months ago. Very oh, well exciting. Done. I'm driving you next time, Mark. Oh, lovely. That's in, that's interesting because I bet your opinion on this will change. Because I would trust you because I know you. I would trust you to take your garbage, but you would be surprised how many comedians will just leave their shit in your car. I'll be honest. I'm not giving anyone a ride. If they ask, <laughs> if they specifically ask, I'm never offering. I would no, much same. rather I like this drive podcasts. on my own than be in the, mm. a car with an acquaintance who is boring <laughs> and telling me all about some gig. I'd like something I don't care about for two hours. I'm good. 
I'll take the financial hit on gas and leave after my set. So you, you took advantage of the lockdown to learn how to drive when the roads are quieter. Well, I knew how to drive uh, in Canada, but I lost uh, my license because uh, I got too many speeding ticket tickets and I never got it back. And then... Was that in Canada? In Canada, so like mm. a decade ago. And then it just got to the point where I needed it. I kept failing the driving theory test because it's hard. So I failed the driving theory test so many times. <laughs> Because they had this hazard perception part of the end where you have to click when you see the hazard. Right. Um, they they I, didn't I, have that when I did it. I finally passed. I finally passed the theory test. Then I, I um, the thing is, I know how to drive, but driving here is very different because everything's opposite. And all the all the road signs, they're all na have different names than in Canada. So everything has a different name. No. So it's like learning like 200 new terms. So I took driving lessons and then I did my first practical test and, and I passed and it was triumphant. Did you, you pass first time? First time, practical, yeah. Oh, Theory test took seven tries. <laughs> brilliant. Like I, I basically, I passed first time, but I like, I shouldn't have. Basically, when I was driving, I went, I was really nervous. I th were you, like, I was 17, so I was proper nervous. I well, I was nervous because I had put so much time into it, didn't want to have to take more lessons. So I said to the guy, like, I just tried to charm. I said, hey, look, I know how to drive. I drove in Canada. Can you please just, <laughs> like, I'm good. I'm nervous. I just was really honest, you know, to give yeah. him confidence. Because if you, if they leave it thinking this guy knows how to drive, mm gonna pass you so as i'm driving i one time i missed the speed limit sign so i didn't know if this road was a 20 or 30 so i just said this is a 20 or a 30 because i don't want to go 30 and it's, he said it's a 30 i said okay great and then at the very end i had made like three minor faults um and that fault where i asked him what the speed limit was and then he he started explaining my faults to me after i had passed it was like listen i don't care i'm never going to drive as well as i just drove that was the best it's ever gonna get i'm gonna be so much worse than i just was when i did it i came up to a, a junction and it's one where you can only go left but something can be coming from the right so sure. i was looking right so because nothing could come from the left and as i was turning i went up the curb and then slammed back down and that's a that's a that's a made that's a fail you could have hit a, a person yeah 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 so i so after that because before that my leg was shaking i was so nervous and after that i totally relaxed and i was i drove great and when i got back he said okay well you've passed and i was so shocked because i just assumed that i'd failed and then I, and as he was saying, you got a few minors. And I said, oh, was that when I went up the curb? He went, what? I went, oh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't paying attention. Oh, clearly not, but yeah, so lucky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like trying to explain to me my mind, why would I care? I passed. Like, yeah, I'm going to make mistakes every day for the rest of my life. I might die in a car. What do you know? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> so do you think you will do some bits about driving? Now that's a new thing. It's a new thing in your life that you're maybe as you drive around the country, you'll you'll have situations. yeah, you know, whatever comes into my mind. If mm. if I find an original angle on it, yeah, that's I just cool. try, you know, I don't mind doing a well-trodden topic, but as long as I have an angle that I feel like is personal to me, 
and not too generically observational because I can't do a generically observational bit well enough that it's going to be better than the other people's generically observational right. bit. There has, to, there has to be a bit of me in there, you know? Mm. Oh, nice. All right, mate. Well, that's, that's it. Let's call it a day. That's flown by. That's great. Bobby Mayer! <laughs> Tagawooga to Bobby Amera. Good stuff. <laughs> Lovely. Ah, oh, that was nice chatting to Bobby. Do you know yeah. do you know Bobby? You met Bobby before? I have met Bobby, did you yeah. Meet Bobby he's a good when you were on the guy. circuit when you were a professional comedian, Joel? No, 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 no. He wasn't doing he wasn't doing the same gigs as I was actually. No. You know he's worked his no. way up. Has he? He was he was too small for I. Yeah. I've just found uh, an article on a website called tvovermind.com. Ten things you didn't know about Bobby Mayer. What? Yeah, so I'm going to I'm going to pick out I should have probably pick out a couple before, of these for you. Shouldn't I? No, I think it's I think it, it may be all rubbish. Um he's a big fan of the TV show Survivor. Oh, the the competition thing. Yeah, I like that. He told Media Village, I loved Survivor growing up and watched it for probably 10 years. During the lockdown, I actually went back and started watching it again. Well, Bobby, I know for a fact that the US version of Survivor isn't available on any streaming sites because I've tried to watch it. Huh. So you've been illegally watching those. Oh, um, it's not. It's not um, he is related to bus. Justin Bieber. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Is he? Justin Bieber I don't know and Bobby are third cousins. No. Are they? Is that just because they're Canadian people have just done... I feel like this he is rubbish was once, without Bobby verifying um, any of this. He was once a medical lab rat. <laughs> I mean, that's not true. As in, he's, he, he allowed... wasn't a rat. No, well, maybe maybe he's like, maybe they he's the first sort of genetically engineered comedian from a rat. Who knows? What else he got down there, Joel? 
That's the three best ones. Oh, oh is it? The, the, the yeah. three most kind of... Do you think they're, they're the least believable? I, think I feel like the most I've believable. heard the Justin Bieber thing before. Yeah, I think... If I was a stand-up and I was even remotely related to Justin Bieber, that would be a large part of my on-stage <laughs> persona, I think. I'd come out to Justin Bieber songs. Would you? I'd dress like him. Yeah. You maybe, yeah. I mean, who knows? I don't know. I, yeah, if it, that's, well, that's a bit of fun, Joel. You're going to do this for every guest. If they, if TV Overmind have covered them, then so will Let's I. Let's email them and ask them to who they've had and we'll try and get those people on. Okay, sure. I think it adds to the podcast, doesn't it? I feel like it's, I think it's so. extra value for the podcast. It is, yeah, because you'll you'll go away. Not only have you had some great joke chat, but you can impress your mates in the pub now that they're open with three facts about Bobby Mayer. Yeah, that's that's, that's very good actually. Mm. I might use those. Good. Yeah. Um. So, Joel, in the minute mm-hmm. we're going to go and record our Patreon episode of three hundred sixty-one jokes five at a time. We are. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And it's fast uh, becoming the highlight of my week. Exactly. I, I, I yeah. feel like you do really enjoy it, Joel. I, you don't sound like you're doing me some sort of service. No, no. <laughs> I've got other friends. <laughs> no, I just feel like you, you just I get the vibe that you're not faking it. No, I'm not. Yeah. Um, so that's available if anybody wants to go and check it out uh, at uh, patreon.com forward slash jokes with Mark. There's loads of bonus content in there, all available for you once you sign mm-hmm, up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Joe, is there any, uh, anything more from you, Joe? Nothing more for me, Mark. Anything more for you, Mark? Nothing more for me, Joe. Hashtag Awuga, everybody. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.